Wow, it's been a minute since I've said this, but this episode of A Hoop's Journey with Kyle Russell is brought to you by Parkside Brewery and Good Lad Clothing. We were up in Whistler last party and I had to co-MC, which I've never done before. It was like, that was terrifying for me. Was it? Yeah. Not your jam, hey? No, no, I'm an accountant, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you're in a room full of accountants. They picked the best fitting accountant to do it. No, No, I'm in a a room full of like engineers and miners. So the bar is low here. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I'm not recording. We're good. You should be recording. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to A Hoop's Journey. We have what some in my world and circle would call a triple OG, um, a, a gentleman that I've had the pleasure of hooping with, against, um, knowing since those days and continuing to be friends with, seeing each other at uh, swim lessons with our kids. A gentleman who is a two-time All-Canadian, has an amazing journey, um, a great story of perseverance, battling through injury, different things. A guy who, if you were kind of playing help side, you probably saw him coming down the lane. You would pull a ludicrous and that would be move, get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. Get out the way. Because you might get uh, and become a victim of a two-foot, one-hand hammer. Uh, We have none other than Mr. Super Colt, a great human being, a great basketball player, and just an awesome dude who's rocking an amazing beer that you can't see. We have none other than Mr. Kyle Russell with us this evening. What up, Mitch? Thanks for the intro. Appreciate the kind words. <laughs> no worries, man. How awesome, you living, man. buddy? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm good. Just, you know, hanging with the family, trying to trying to survive this COVID stuff like everybody else, but no real complaints here. How are you doing? Good, man. Yeah? It feels good to be doing this again. Corbs and I trying to get, you know, he's coaching the juniors and me doing the seniors, trying to get that going and get seasons off the ground and it's been busy but all good man little guys in kindergarten so no complaints you know what i mean it's uh there's there's a lot of other things we could be worrying about you know for sure awesome man so give us a flash update what's life like for you what's what's work life what's family life kids how are things um what's the day-to-day for you day-to-day i'm working from home i'm i'm a tax accountant for a gold mining company i work my home office is my bedroom. So I've been doing that for, you know, a year and a half now. I got three kids. We got a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a little six-month-old, and a couple of dogs. So it's it's chaos in the house right now, but I love it. Have it any other way, right? Exactly. We I signed up for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't not trying to have those three, right? So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. man. Good. Good. Um, and it's awesome to have you on, you know, just going back down memory lane. I'm looking forward to this episode. Any reflections before we get going or are you just ready to roll into it and, and sort of think and go for it? Well, yeah, like I like when when you asked me to do this, I was excited because like we've played together since we were kids. Right. Like I remember you hanging out at my parents house. I remember partying when we were kids and going for Whoppers, Whopper Heavy All. You taught me yeah. the Whopper Heavy All. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, and and my my parents love you, so they're going to be excited when when I tell them about this. But my dad calls you the big nasty, and uh, yeah, so. as he should. Exactly. Right? Yeah, lots yeah, we, of memory. We, we, we got a lot of, lot of history for sure. You got it, man. Lots of memories and lots of great times. Let's jump right into it. 
Obviously a spectacular basketball player, but tell us about life for you as a little guy growing up, how sort of sport came around into your life and what were the things that you did running around the streets when you were little? Yeah, I grew up in Richmond, played played soccer, played baseball, played basketball, uh, played on a really good soccer team with like the year I played was like with Jason Jordan and a bunch of other guys that were really oh, good. Yeah. So we, we, had an, we had an awesome team. I was I was the goalie and you get to watch Jason Jordan score like six goals every game. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. You're like, I could let a couple slide past. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter how bad you play. You win 8-2, right? <laughs> when basketball started kind of taking over, I guess would be like grade 10, grade 11, when you had to kind of pick one. But I really loved baseball. I really loved baseball and I had to... And I was okay at baseball. It wasn't as good as uh, as baseball as it was basketball. But I, yeah, right around grade eleven, when you when you went into senior high, it was kind of like okay, enough of that other stuff. Like if you want to be serious about this, select basketball. Right? That was kind of what position and, and were you in baseball? I was a center fielder. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, Corbin's a huge baseball. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Corbs. <laughs> Corbs played at VIU for a year, and like I, I love baseball yeah. too. Oh yeah, there you go. So. You know, awesome. We love baseball too. It's a great sport. And I think baseball translates well with other sports because the people that don't get baseball don't understand that like when you're in center field, you're not just like, okay, if the ball comes to me, I'll catch it. You're like, okay, is there a guy in first? Is there a guy in second? How many out? What's the count? Is he a lefty? Is he a righty? Like you're constantly thinking about the next play, which I think translates to a lot of different sports, you know? For sure. That's that's baseball, right? Situational awareness. And when it happens, it happens in the blink of an eye. And you, there's no time to kind of go through the mental checklist. It's just react and you have to know where you're going with the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day, actually, with a buddy of mine saying just like, because, you know, people who don't like baseball, they think it's so boring, right? But to me, like if you compare like like regular season other sports to regular season baseball, you can't really like you get three at bats a game, right? You're not going to like kind of mail it in those three at bats. Like you yeah. have to, you got it. Even though it's 162 games, those three at bats, you are dialed in, right? So I think there's less of a drop off between playoff and regular season for baseball. That's like, I honestly, I watch a hundred Jays games a year. It's ridiculous, but I, yeah. I just, I can't get enough. Maeve says you've already got tickets to Seattle. That's right, I do. Yeah, yeah we, were, we were talking about, we're like, we got to do a Mariners roadie. And he was like, Kyle's already got tickets to the Blue Jays. So I like sitting out in right field there in, in the, for that Seattle stadium. Cause the, if you get like an afternoon game, the sun goes down. Yeah. And then you get, you get the kind of the late sun. Yeah. It's a nice. Oh, spot. Safe goes beautiful spot, man. Well, actually, it's T Mobile Park now, but come on, Safe Go sounds much better. Yeah, there's nothing like a live ball game, that's for sure. So what junior high did you go to? Because the landscape has changed now, 2021. Some of those junior highs that we were at are now senior highs, right? So talk about why did basketball become the choice um, other than just being skill? Was it a group of people? Was there a coach? Was there a mentor? And and where did it all sort of take place for you? I went to Burnett. Right. So in the olden days, Burnett used to feed into Richmond High, like with Burnett and Palmer and McRoberts and like all the junior highs fed into the so they just had the three senior highs in grade eight. I wasn't very good. I I kind of just barely made the team. You know what I mean? I just kind of just just was happy to be on the team. Our coaches at the time were were John Acob and Johnny Lee. You know, obviously, yes. you know Johnny. Right. So uh-huh. Johnny, Johnny Lee was. Yeah, for sure. 
So Johnny Lee was my like junior high coach. And it was that's amazing. Amazing, right? Yeah. Him and John Acob. They were both they were both amazing coaches to have through grade eight, grade nine, grade ten. And then I guess like I got a little bit better in grade nine. And, and like in the summer times at that time, we would play we played dunk ball at Brig House. And then <laughs> on right the seven, eight footers. Yeah, the, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And just dunk on everyone, right? Just like yeah. so fun. Um and then around grade nine, we started to play a little bit at Dolphin, right? But like Dolphin when you're kind of a grade nine going into grade 10, you don't get much burn, right? So you stand around, get in one game, get beat real bad, have to sit there for another two hours. But then the grade 10 year and then especially grade 10 going into grade 11 is kind of when we were good enough. Like Mike, Mike, uh, or sorry, Brian McDonald, Mike Davis, Jason Jordan. I don't know. These, these kind of guys, we started being a Lee Olson. I don't know if you remember Lee Olson. Of course. Yeah. Of course. We started to be able to kind of hang uh, on dolphins, so that was—I think—that was a big part of my development. Were, were those those summers playing at dolphin for sure? Mm-hmm. And did you understand the Richmond culture right away, or was it something like when was your first dolphin experience? Mm, I went to dolphin probably like the dolphin classic, maybe in grade ten. I wasn't that aware of it. Like I wasn't—I wasn't that aware of it until I got into Richmond High. Right once mm-hmm, I got into mm-hmm. Richmond High, and then you kind of learn. You know the history there, and like you know, you got the like you know coming out to long time, and you know all all that kind of stuff. That's when I kind of got pulled in. But before that, I was just I'd say junior high, I was just kind of playing all the sports just to play sports. It's pretty crazy when you think about your grade eight coaches were a guy who's been coaching for thirty plus years in the high school college leagues, and a guy who's the head trainer for the Toronto Raptors right now. How like, how how lucky like, are we, right? Like yeah. for grade eight, like yeah. come on, man. Yeah. And you're just totally. like, you're just trying to grow armpit hair and figure out how to dribble with your left hand, you know, and you've got these two like spectacular human beings sort of just looking after you, which is like unreal. And upon reflection, you realize like, wow, that was actually the foundation. Totally. And and like, what did, what did those guys preach is like being nice, working hard, having fun. You know what I mean? Like all the kind of stuff, you know, we weren't, we weren't running a, you know, real intricate <laughs> offense at that time. It was just yeah. like, enjoy being out here give it your best and we're all gonna fail together and we're all gonna succeed together and yeah like like looking back totally like how lucky how lucky are we to have had those coaches right yeah how were those juniors you get to grade 10 was your team okay were they we were okay we were okay we made provincials and we lost i'm trying to think i remember we lost like fulton or something like that i know you know you play out at mei or you play out at some weird gym way out there and yeah, <laughs> we, we lost. We lost the Fulton. I don't. I honestly, I don't really remember. But I don't yeah. like. We weren't. We weren't that good. We were. We were happy to make the provincials kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, when did you realize that Richmond High was what Richmond High was? Like, were you in grade nine and ten going to games and watching and being like, "This is what I want." This is, or were you still kind of oblivious to it? I was oblivious to it until Johnny Lee took me after our season, grade ten. He took me to like the Mavis year final. So we watched like Mavis and them lose to who? North Delta. Did they lose North Delta? Terry Fox high Terry school. Fox. There you go. So there you uh, go. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure who may have been on that team. But... <laughs> so, I, so we, yeah, we, 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 we saw him lose. And we, I remember that being like heartbreaking for Johnny Lee and like heartbreaking. I didn't know the Richmond high players at the time, but like, I remember going out for dinner with Johnny Lee afterwards and like him and Adrian, they were they were sad. They were really sad. And I was like, oh wow, like this people care about this. And then Johnny Lee was like, Kyle, like, 
that's that's you next year. You know what I mean? Like you got like that's you got to carry the carry the torch kind of idea. And that was the kind of first time that I was like, oh, maybe I started thinking more of my abilities because I, I really didn't think I was that good for a long time. Like I didn't mm-hmm. think I was that good until, like I said, the summer of grade ten, going into grade eleven, when I started being able to kind of beat most people. Why though? Like why didn't you? Had you just just gone about playing or just enjoying being around the guys and playing the game or it wasn't a competitive spirit in terms of that yet or like what I was, that's interesting I was, I was competitive but I think I was a bit insecure I think mm. I was just a little insecure you're a kid mm-hmm. you know what I mean and like yeah like insecurities they follow follow I don't know they follow me in, in different parts of my life everywhere but mm-hmm. at that time I just don't think I had the self-confidence to really think I could be good and that's, as, as you know, you know, like one of, one of the main parts of being good is thinking you're good, right? Yeah. And I think in high school or just before, especially, you know, grade nine and 10, like you just want to belong. Like you're like, I'm going to do anything I can to not ruffle any of the feathers. I just want to belong in this group of people and make sure that I kind of fit in, right? And Totally. Yeah. Totally. yeah. So yeah. analyzing and, and your had, basketball good, game. We had yeah. good players. Like Mike Davis in grade 10 was an amazing Shut player. Shut up, Red. He, he, yeah, shout out to Red for sure. And we have Brian McDonald, and like I said, Jason Jordan. Like we had good players on the team, so there was no real need for me to take over. So I, I was yeah. happy just kind of being a teammate with those guys at that time. Yeah. Did you – I guess there was no – it would have been U16 would have been the first year you could have played provincial team. So tell us about that first day kind of going to Richmond High and sort of just realizing like – You've got all these dudes, there's Bristow, there's Chris Ray, there's James Wang, there's James all these Wang. dudes, there's Claude Derry, you know, yeah. there's these guys that have come off losing in the provincial final and and there's Bill Disbro, right? And it's an interesting thing because if there's young people that listen to this podcast, the difference between being an 8 to 12 or a 9 to 12 high school and 11, 12, it's, it's really different. Like two years of your life as opposed to four or five yeah. changes a lot and it can be overwhelming at times. So... Talk about that a little bit from what you remember in terms of stepping into Richmond High and being like, wow, the Colts are, this is, this is serious business. Yeah, I remember. So they had like Team Excel, right? So Team Excel in the, in the, in the summers you'd play, could, Bill would just like open up the gym and then take everybody down to Phoenix or Vegas for a tournament or whatever, right? Isn't it crazy the vision he had? Like just, it's, he it's, saw it before I, anybody saw it, you know? Yeah. Like it's, totally. Yeah. And like Bill, Bill's un- unbelievable or what he did, right? Like he just, he kept the gym open at all times and anybody could come, right? Mm-hmm. And so oh, I, I would go and play. Bristol would be exactly. like, come play. He's like, yeah, come and play. Like, right. it's crazy. And, and, yeah. and like, you know, you know, a lot of people give him, give him crap for recruiting or whatever, but I swear like half the time he didn't have to recruit because it was just guys like showing up and they're like, wow, this like, I'm invited. I could come here. Why not? Why not be a part of this? Right. Yeah. So that, I guess, Going into grade 11, so playing on Team Excel, that's when I started to, I became friends with like Claude and Bristow and they were awesome to me. Like we, I remember we went camping a bunch of times. So we started, started to kind of become friends before that grade 11 year. And, and I think that really helped my transition into Richmond and helped my confidence for sure. The, in grade 11 though, right? Like Bill, he didn't start me for the first half of the year. He started Rob Lang in front of me and all the, like all Shout the- Shout Rob Lang. Rob yes. Lang. I love Rob Lang, right? Yeah. He was great. He was great. Great human being. Great human being. Great human yeah. being. Yeah. Um, 
but the like Bristol would be like Bill, like why? What are you doing, right? Like why, <laughs> why isn't Kyle playing? And Bill just kind of I don't know. Bill saw that I needed to learn this lesson for some reason, and yeah, I'm, I don't I don't know what he saw or why he did it, but it, it worked. <laughs> and then in the second kind of post Christmas, he started and and yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? Same thing happened to me, man. Really? My my grade eleven year Richie Don. Peter Morgan started over me the whole year, the whole, I was like, what the hell? We did our little road trip down to Portland. We'd watch Dave Morgan just kill everyone. And I'm just yeah. like, why am I not starting? Like I, like I'm, you know, like this is annoying. Did it and, bug you, know, you? It bugged you, oh, right? Well, yeah. I mean, like I was supportive of the team, but I was like, yeah. I feel like I kind of belong out there. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And like, yeah. and then it got to the point where like I was closing games Right. You know, and I'm like, what the hell? And then, you know, Donnie gave me the old chat over Christmas and was like, you got to be in better shape. You got to do this and just challenging me. Right. And I was like, okay, all right, here we go. Yeah. Okay. We'll rise up, man. And I'm sure you did the same, right? It was, and and you appreciate that upon reflection, you know, you're like a 16 year old kid. You're like, man, who is this old dude that looks like Skeletor? Yeah, (laughs) that's right. That's right. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Like there, like there is, there is something to like not having it handed to you, right? Even, Mm -hmm. even, even if you think you deserve it or, and you've put the work in in preseason, but to come in, especially a guy like Rob, he, he worked his butt off for, you know, that the previous year and he was part of that kind of the crew with Wanger and, and Claude and, and Bristow and, and uh, Dan Harowitz and like Mm -hmm. all those guys. And Chris Ray, obviously, but um, so he like he he earned that spot, and and I think it makes sense for Bill not to just kind of you know hand it over to some punk coming in. You got to kind of earn it. So for by sure. the by the by the end of it, Rob was like embarrassed. Like finally, finally, <laughs> Kyle, you're starting over me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's you and Bristol. Clearly, like you're the two best players on that team. It's not even close. But well, I don't. Yeah. I would. I would. Oh. I would put Wang in there, man. Wang was yeah? pretty amazing. Oh, Wang! Like in high school, Wang was unbelievable. Yeah, he was. He was great. Like he just did. He did everything right. I played provincial team with him. Yeah, and just a great dude. Yeah. Yeah. And that that grade eleven year was wild, man. The Tony McCrory year. Oh, we got Tony uh, McCrory'd. We did, got Tony yeah. McCrory'd. <laughs> oh man, I don't know how much how many he had on us, but what did he average? He averaged like forty four. That. Oh, it was that is ridiculous. Yeah, so he yeah. had forty something on us, and I remember, like, it just he couldn't miss. He couldn't miss. Yeah, and I I remember one play like he'd already hit like six threes, and I had to I like rotated out to Tony, and he like fake passed it, and I like went for the fake pass, and he like hit another three, <laughs> and Bill was just like, "What are you doing, Kyle? Like he's hit <laughs> he's hit seven threes, and you're you're leaving him." <laughs> Yeah. Just bit on the ball fake. That's why he didn't start oh, here. Grade eleven. Man. Man. That's exactly right. Yeah. How was that experience though? Playing in the dome and just being a part of that, and you know, getting to run out with the Colts. You know, the the tradition, and you know, it, what are those memories when you think back? <laughs> I just, I just remember heartbreak. <laughs> all, all I remember is how sad we were in that locker room. But yeah, it was, it was, it was cool being in the Agrodome. That's for sure. Yeah, because we did one year in the Agrodome and one year in uh, GM Place. The garage, the right? Yeah, the garage. Yeah, so yeah. It was kind of cool to get to experience both. But yeah, we were, we were pretty devastated because we thought we had a good team uh, mm-hmm. that year. But Tony just went crazy on us. 
That was a wild year, man. That was a wild year, like one for the ages for Who sure. Who else did they beat? Do you do you have that handy? Do you know? They beat MEI in the final. Yeah. They beat you guys. No, they we didn't beat... make the semi. They beat us in the quarters then. The, yeah, no, I'm just saying. Beat... I'm just oh, trying to think of the teams they beat. Uh, they beat McNair in the semi. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because it was McNair and Vancouver Josh Masters. College. Yeah. And then opening round, North Delta, Alex Zabori and the boys. Oh, nice. Jeff Stebbings. Yes. Yeah. We beat North Delta in the Fraser Valley final. And then they drew Lady Smith. They won. They would have had you next round. And then, hmm. yeah, it would have been either College or McNair or whatever that was. I know Corbs is Googling rapidly. But. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. I, whenever I listen to these podcasts, it seems like you guys always have all the answers, like in the stats, like right at your fingertips. So I figured I'd ask. Yeah, threw us on the spot and we don't. So thanks, man. Yeah, way to Sorry. go. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty obscure. Who did, who did Lady Smith beat in the provincial finals? <laughs> I know they beat MEI in the final. I know for sure. Joel Nickel and Josh Hall and crew. So tell me, great 11 year finishes and you're being, you're being real humble pie right now. Do you realize that like basketball is something you want to pursue? Do you realize where you stand in terms of there's Aaron Olson, there's Jordy, there's Kyle Russell. That's that's the echelon of grade 11 going into grade 12 because that's who it was, like no question. Yeah, yeah, you start to Not figure that, that out. Not that you yeah, care. Not that you care. I'm just no, saying. No, no, you, you, yeah. st- you, you start to figure that out through like BC team, right? Like so BC team you're playing. Like I played with obviously like Neverall and Jordy and Aaron yes, Olson Nev. and, and Levi uh, Lestander, right? Like those guys every year. And and yeah, it was it was it it did become clear that it was kind of me, Jordy, and Olson by grade eleven, I'd say. But like when I say that, Jordy was so much better than everyone else. Right? <laughs> there was like there was like Jordy and then like everyone everyone else. Like I, I listened to Jordy's podcast and he he was so humble and so gracious talking about my me and Aaron Olson. But I'll tell you at when we were kids Jordy was like light years ahead of anybody else. And you know this, right? Yes. Like Jordy, well, like when Jordy was like 14, he was unreal, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think Richie Chambers is taking like an underager on the provincial team if they're not like yeah. going to be like a top five or six and he's on that team and he's killing people like we're down in Vegas and I'm like, yeah. Yo, this guy's pretty good, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. With his 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 crossover and his pull-up threes, he was oh, unstoppable, man. He really was. <laughs> I mean, he went to freaking Utah. Like, come on. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then so at what point was it during your grade 12 year, did you th- ever think about pursuing this post-secondary wise? Was there a moment? Was there a conversation with Bill? Um, was there a mentor? You know, or did, did it sort of just organically kind of come into things yeah it was it was i would say it's it a lot of conversations with bill right mm. bill was big on believing in yourself and like i remember at one point it was like we were big on kind of mantras or, or you know kind of visualizing where you want to be and i remember being i don't know it must have been grade 11 grade 12 like going to sleep at night like i'm gonna make the mba i'm gonna make the mba I'm gonna, you know what i mean just like even even though you don't really believe it but you kind of want to trick yourself into believing it right mm. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then grade grade twelve, I got it in my head somehow that I was like, I want to play D one, like I want to play D one, and so that would that became kind of my focus of like post secondary basketball, like and, mm-hmm. and especially you know at that time, or I don't know that time, any time I guess, but like people people like to tell you you can't do it, right? You're not good enough, you're too slow, you're too small, you're too small, blah blah blah. So I, that always kind of 
pissed me off and I always just wanted to do it <laughs> in spite mm-hmm. of everyone. But I like it. And I'm glad that you said this because like the Kyle Russell now that I know is very laid back. He's casual. He's likes to go <laughs> out, have a pint. But dude, one thing I always appreciated about playing with you and like Jordy and AO was like, it was go time, man. Like when, when the ball went up, we were competing and you didn't give a frick if it was someone older than you, younger than you, like you were a competitor. And I don't know if people really know that, that, that true side of you that like how competitive you were, like there was that U19 year was fun, man. We had some battles. It was good. It was a good time. It was an awesome, it was an awesome year. Yeah. That like hyper competitiveness, it's something that Bill kind of fosters, right? Mm. and just just like compete everywhere and everything and and it made me like it got the most out of me but i did find like and this is not on bill this is on me being a psycho competitor i did find (laughs) it starting to like affect my life negatively later in life like if you're you know like cheating at checkers against your niece (laughs) or like you know what i mean like it's like stuff like that so i had i had to consciously i'm 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 not lying man i had to consciously like start to dial it back and be like okay kyle you don't need to be like the most competitive guy all the time just relax a little bit so it's 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 like life it's a process right it's a process (laughs) i literally like I'm dying because I feel like you're talking about me, man. I really. <laughs> oh, when I met my wife, like yeah. the first couple of people we like meet, play like a board game or whatever, and she's just like, "The hell is your problem? Like we're playing yeah. like Monopoly," and I'm like, "Like yeah, that you don't understand." Like I, and a couple times, you know, I had a few too many beers and like walked away from a game or something, and she was just <laughs> like, "What is wrong with you?" Like, yeah. but it takes time. It takes time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, and and I I think sometimes we have the luxury of because we've been able to compete so hard and then kind of like walk away from the court. Other people, like you do that at a board game where you're like yelling at someone you f- and you lose your mind, but you assume like, oh, once the board game's over, we're good. But yeah. to them, but to them, they're like, this guy's weird. Like, what's this guy's deal? Right? So true, man. It's so yeah. true. Oh, you're nailing it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that grade 12 year, you know, playing at GM Place where the Grizzlies are and talk about that. Talk about the recruiting process, how you kind of figure out what's going to happen and how you juggle all that. Because at this point, you know, you're one of the top players in the province and your eyes are on you and everywhere you go playing for a top program. Um, no matter who you're playing, what game it is, what night, the you know, everybody wants to beat the Colts. So yeah yeah that the grade 12 year ended in heartbreak again <laughs> we we lost the vc alex lando like went crazy on us 20 and 20 or something silly, silly like that and i played really poorly so that kind of always always hurts but in terms of like recruiting i remember i really wanted to go to duke right i love duke and, and bill disbro you know he's a big duke guy so i was like sending duke letters like hey think about me right and they yeah. they Tommy Amaker wrote me back a couple of times, but it, obviously I was just not, I was not Duke caliber. But so beyond that, like, I, th- I think there was a couple teams that came up and looked at me from the States, but I really didn't get a sniff from, from the States. Right. And so then it became kind of, I think SFU, I went up and vi- visited with Scott Clark, just like a brief, we had lunch up on the Hill, but Corey Russell, he was at university of Calgary. And he had just come from like University of San Francisco, right? So he was like an American recruiter, man. Yeah, he was like an American thrown into like the Canadian university world, 
and he wouldn't leave me alone, right? Like calling me constantly. <laughs> he showed up at my house. He showed up at my house with like a Michael Jordan Gatorade cutout. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he would, he was just, he was just, he was relentless, relentless. And I remember he said to me, he was like, I'll call you every day if I, if you want me to. Like, he's <laughs> like, and he would, right? Like he was nuts. Yeah, he was but nuts. Like, yeah. He, he yeah. was nuts. So that worked. It worked. I went there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really remember if I had, I think, so UBC, I guess Bruce was the coach at that time, but I think like Bruce was kind of, he must have been like kind of in his going out years, you know what I mean? So there wasn't, there wasn't like enthusiastic. Nobody really wanted me a lot from what I remember. I think like then, Richie it would have been right around Richie would have taken the sabbatical for Bruce the one year. Like right, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you're, yeah, yeah. So the only place that really I felt like wanted me wanted me was Calgary. So I, so I went there. And how was it? It was great until I blew my knee out at Christmas. <laughs> tore yeah. my AC, tore my ACL. Playing in some crappy. Did you little, play with Nav? I played with Navi. Yes. The, the year, the year he led the nation of scoring. Navi was unbelievable that year. Unbelievable. Yeah, he was great. So, yeah, he would he would kick my butt in practice every day. We had a good team. We had like Josh Gertson. Remember Josh Gertson? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And they had they had they had just had like Richard Bonney before that. The Richard Bonney Ooh. years. Right, right. Come on, he now. was he was he was sick. Right, like Richard he, Bonnie, where are you, man? Hit up the yeah. hoops journey. We need oh, you on man. here. That would be a great interview. Get Richard yeah. Bonnie on here. That would be because yeah. didn't he average like thirty eight one year? Oh, like something stupid, right? Yeah, he was insane. Yeah. But Coach Russell, he was ahead of his time a little bit. Like he was a little bit quirky, or whatever. But the vision that he had and the facility at UFC, and like I mean, you look at UFC now and what they've been able to do, right? Win a national championship and sort of get things going. I mean, he had the right model and kind of map, you know. I, I agree, and like, and he was a psycho recruiter, but he was a good person. Like he did yeah. at least, at least my experience. He, I, I felt like he actually really cared about me. And, yep. and and my parents liked him and stuff like that. So like I don't I don't think he was like shady by any means. No. And I think was he at San Francisco with Williscroft? I don't know. He might have been with Paul when Paul Williscroft went there. Okay, so first year, freshman year, you know, you're getting used to it takes weeks to get used to, you know, you get in the road, you and maybe I don't know if you remember what you did, but was it two you go play two at someone's place? You know, like a home and home, like it's so hard. Yeah, like you what go would to you Alberta do? That's and you play right. two. You go to that's UBC, re- you play two. That's exactly like, right. Yeah, it's freaking impossible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you get a major injury. So, what's the mind? What's the body? What What are you telling yourself? And how are you? How are you just making sure you know you're away from home? How are you in the right spot? Just sort of making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Or was it Was it hard? It was super hard. I moved home, mm. right? I, I yeah. moved out. Of, I moved out of school. I moved back with my parents to 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 rehab. Um, like I, when I went to University of Calgary, I made it clear to Coach Russell that I was only going there for one year, and I wanted to go D one afterwards. Mm-hmm. And he kind of promised that he'd help me in that path. And then when I okay. blew my blew my knee out, it was kind of like. Well, obviously that's done. There's nothing, you know, nobody's going to take you on six games of film, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So that so that doesn't work. Um, so I didn't really know what I was going to do. So then I, then I moved back home and kind of just started, whatever, rehabbing and talking to people. And then, then I decided to redshirt at NAU the next year because <laughs> Mavis was there, right? right? Mavis was at NAU. I didn't really know Mavis though at the time. 
But really, no, I didn't know Mavis. Like I kind of knew who he was a little bit, but we weren't friends. I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you how many times I talked to him before I went to NAU because he was mm. he was two years older, right? And we had that jun- junior high, right? So, so then I went. Yeah, I, I think because Mavis Ben Howland was the coach at the time, they kind of like vouched for me. You know what I mean? Like you know, because they love Mavis, obviously, because Mavis is Mavis. Yeah. And so, so they, yeah, I think I think I benefited from how great Mavis is. They're like, okay, well, let this guy walk on. So I walked yeah. on. I made the team, but I had to redshirt. Right. So then I was redshirting at NEU and that that NAU team was awesome, right? Like we made the tournament. We're in the big sky. So you're you're not obviously, you know, like a, a high level team, but like we we were a 15 seed. And this we is lost 97, to, 98? 97, 98. Yeah. yeah. We lost yep. we lost to Cincinnati in the first round on a last second kind of jumper. And it was brutal. Cause because it was it was funny. I remember that year. When you know, you know, you you see the bracket, the bracket comes out and we we're 15 and we got Cincinnati. We were like, we can beat them. Like we knew like, oh, this is a good matchup for us. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. they don't cover shooters well. We had crazy shooters all over the place. We're like, mm-hmm. this is a, this is a team we can beat. Mm-hmm. And then, so that whole week leading up to that game, that was awesome. Cause I'm, a, I'm on scout team. Right. So yeah. like, it was just a fun energy to be a part of. I didn't get to travel to the game, but like. Oh, I, re- I just remember like we we had a belief that we could beat that Cincinnati team and that we almost executed. Oh, I've listened to the Mavis pod. He must have talked yeah. about it. I forget yeah. what he said though. Mel- was yeah. Melvin Levitt on there? I think Melvin the helicopter. Levitt, yeah. The helicopter yeah. and the uh, Brennan. Brennan was the the big surfer dude. He killed yeah. us. So you go to NAU. Are you just soaking it in every day? Like how much basketball are you learning at that point? It must be crazy. It's even, yeah, it's, even when you're hurt. It's, it's intense, right? Like mm-hmm. the, that's, that's the greatest thing when you get, when you, for me anyways, like getting into a D1 program run by like a hardcore coach, like you're. I mean, look at Ben Howland and what he was able to do after. Ex- and he, like, exactly. Right? Like you right? knew right? that like there he's, was something He's kind there. of a jerk. We didn't really get along, but like um, he, he knew how to run a program and get the most out of his players. And it was like different level of conditioning, different level of weightlifting, different, like you're getting up so many shots, right? Like just, just skill development, like physical physique development, just like on every level. I remember, I remember like we would watch film, a guy would close out and he'd close out with his hand, like not properly, not, not high enough in like the passing window, like just mm-hmm. like six inches down. And he'd stop, stop the thing. And like, look, it's like 64% of passes go here. 32 go here. You have to have your hand there. Right. Like it was to that level. And that was the first time I'd ever experienced that level of like, whatever detail. Mm-hmm. And, and, and once you know that like, Oh shit, this is what people are thinking about. Then, you start thinking about it, right? And it becomes yeah. kind of normal. Like, and I got to I got to shoot with Ross Land and Andrew Mavis every day. Like, if you shoot with those two every day, you better become a shooter, <laughs> right? Like, like, like you can't help but become a better shooter. For sure. So after that year there. Right. So, so that, yeah. So that I, I you know, I, so, I mean, it's around, awesome. Right? That's why it's awesome. No, yeah. dude. And it's, 
It's so, great. So that year the, the, we had the show was called a hoops journey. Your journey, yeah. you have a journey, man. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's actually hard to like remember when I think yeah. back, right? <laughs> so so that year, me and me and Ben Halland, like like I said, we didn't really get along. Like we we'd have screaming mat- matches at each other all the time afterwards because I he wouldn't he wouldn't let me play in practice, but I had to win the lines. Right. So it's like you really you run it. You run a drill. Right. You do yeah. a four on four and the losers run. But I would I wouldn't get to play, but I had to run and I had to win because I didn't play. And so I would be standing like, there cold and just have to do and then have to win a, yeah. win, a, win, a, win a exactly win a sprint. Yeah. yeah. So that, I hated that. So I I just obviously we kind of mutually decided. Well, yeah, I guess it's his decision that there was no spot on me for NAU the next year. But to his credit. He said, "Look, Kyle, there's no spot for you here, but we'll get you. We'll get you somewhere, like in a junior college." And so he basically placed me, or like called up his buddy John Judkins at Snow College in Utah, and said, "Hey, I got a two guard for you. Can you take him, or at least can you give him a tryout?" And I went down there. I drove down there. I think I drove down there with Mavis and another guy, Pat McGrath, who was a, a Mormon guy, because. Uh, snow colleges in Utah. We went down there and and I tried out for the team and then they offered me a scholarship for uh, to play at Snow and I said sure. That's crazy, man. And that's where and that's where Maeve came from, right? That's so right. Maeve I was going to say no. Maeve snow. went Maeve went Snow to NAU and I went NAU yeah. to Snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Dave Morgan was in the same league as Maeve, right? He was at some Utah college as well and then went to Nevada after. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure they were in the same spot. There, there but... was a few guys in that division. Like I think Boutique played at like yeah. Treasure Island or something Roy like Kruswick. that. Yeah, Cruzwick. Right, Cruzwick yeah, was No, he was in Idaho or something. Yeah, no, there was Yeah. Shout out to it was, it was it was a it was a it was a good league, right? Like mm-hmm. in terms of the junior college league, it was a it was a pretty good league. Okay, so now you're in you're in Mormon. I mean, Utah. I mean, Ephraim, Utah, population three thousand, right? Nice. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. So so it was fun. Like whatever, mm-hmm. right? We, like we I lived in like a, ba- a basketball house slash football house. So there was like just kind of. 10 guys living in a house, everybody fighting over who drank my milk and all that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> um, it was a great experience. Like when I look back on that, that's um, it's, it's, it might be my favorite year because we had such a cool group of guys and we, and the coach, John Judkins, he, he would like practice with us. He was, he played at like Utah state and he was just like this big goofball, like a serious yeah. goofball. And he would just get out and like, you know, just clown around with people. And like, I don't know, it was just, he made practice so much fun, so much fun. And so I, I, I really loved that year. It was, it was a great year, but not much to do. Well, it sounds like too coming off that year at NAU where it was like a battle the whole time to have that refreshing sort of perspective probably made you just sort of love basketball again. Not that you hated it at any point, but sort of just like, this is what I need, that breath of fresh air and sort of get back into like being me and being myself and being confident again. Yeah, you're probably like you're bang on right for sure. Like it was, it was. You look at basketball and it's it's so fun and it's given you so much. And then you end up in that NAU year where I improved a ton because like you're forced to work, but you're not. You don't really get the fun kind of benefits of it, right? And so the next year at at, at Snow College because we had a good team and we had a, like I said a fun coach, and so it was like basketball was fun again. Our our point guard Trent Whiting. I don't know if you've heard of him. He he, he was like finalist for NJCAA Player of the Year. He he like he was crazy. He like averaged a triple double 
Wow. He would he would dunk on people. He was a point guard. He was un- yeah. he's unbelievable. I think he played he may have played like in, in pro in Italy with Garacci later. No way. Yeah. Probably did, man. Basketball's so weird like that, but Yeah. Okay, so you have a great year and then now what? So I mean, yes. it's like f- turn the page. Let's go. Loving it. Yeah, so my my game had been changing along this way too, right? Like so in high school I was kind of like you know, like a dunker, almost like played post a little bit and stuff like that. And then when I went to University of Calgary, I realized like, okay, you're six two, you can't play post anymore. So I had to I had to start like learning to shoot. I remember shooting a thousand shots a day with the toss back, like just just mm. tons of shots. And then NAU kept shooting, so I kind of started becoming a little bit more of a shooter, but like a made shooter, not like a pure shooter, right? And then at, at Snow College, because we had this amazing point guard. All I did was like stand in the corner and shoot, catch and shoot threes, yeah. right? Like that's that's all you did, right? Like my job was to space the floor and I and defend a little bit, right? So your your game starts to get like a little bit more specific to what you can mm-hmm. do and what you can't do, right? And so then that's kind of what I became. I became kind of like a you know like a three point shooter that could rebound, right? Like that was kind of my thing. So I got, I started getting a few looks. I, I went on a visit to University uh, to Utah State. I went on a visit to Loyola Marymount, and I went on a visit to University of San Diego. I really wanted to go to Pepperdine because <laughs> I because I Cause wanted the to like, yeah because I wanted yeah. to live on the beach. I was like, yeah, you wanted to go surfing I was, I was like, every day. <laughs> exactly right. I was like sending them video. I'm like, hey, I'm great for you. Like, right? No love, no love, no love, no response whatsoever. Um, <laughs> So, uh, I, I I do remember it was funny. I went to the Loyola Marymount one, and they you could tell they didn't they didn't really know my game. I remember like we were at tryouts, and the way they wanted to like see how, how good I was, it was like just pass them the ball in the wing, and like everybody stand back, and, like let them go one on one. And I was like, that's I I'm not gonna do anything. <laughs> like that's have you ever seen me play? I can't beat anybody one on one. I just remember that was like really weird. I was like, how? Like, you're asking me to be something that I'm not. So anyway, so that that visit didn't go very well. <laughs> um, and then and then the Utah, the Utah State one, it, it went better. It went better. But I had I kind of had my mind up. I had had enough of Utah. Like one year of Utah for me was enough. <laughs> not not that like I, I I love the Mormons and and Utah was great but it was you know it was that was I was done it was like a fun one year experience so then I went to University of San Diego and, and luckily I like they they offered me a scholarship and I was I was jacked I was pumped to mm-hmm. to go to University of San Diego <laughs> like mm-hmm. I remember I I got off the plane and I had this is like post season so we were just messing around at, at the Utah house and I had like a bunch of braids I had braids in my hair. Oh, like no, all these like didn't. yeah like yeah. these bl- these blue like elastics huh. you know what i mean like yeah oh my gosh right just yeah. just mortifying to look back on right <laughs> but so i remember the coach like picked me up and the coach at the time was a guy named brad holland and he he played for like the lakers and he was a pretty straight edge kind of guy and he was just like what like what is this shit, man right <laughs> So I had to, I had to like kind of win him over, like through the trip, like, Hey, I'm a reasonable person. Uh, I'm a hard, I'm a hard worker. Right. Like, but the first impression was not good. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. The freaking braids. I'm dying. Yeah. I'm dying. Just picturing that. 
I wish I had a picture. Thought you were like, nice too. You're like, yeah, and then you're like, oh ah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I'm going to University of San Diego. D one full ride, man. Yeah. Right? Surfs up, baby. Let's surf's go. Up, surfs up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And holy smokes, like you think about what you've been through in the first three years or four years of post secondary life. It's wild, man. And talk about those times at San Diego. How it was. What it was like. You know how you found yourself getting some playing time. San, Di- yes. San Diego San Diego was tough. That was like another kind of NAU level program, like not mm. top tier, but like a good a good program. We're in the West Coast Conference, so you're playing against Gonzaga and Santa Clara and, and like all those schools. And we had we had a good team and we had a, a tough coach. And it was it was tough, man. It was it was tough. I got yelled at a lot. I got yelled mm-hmm. at a lot. Um, I I could excel in the weight room more than I could on the on the court but yeah i had to scratch scratch out kind of i could get like four or five minutes each half you know what i mean like you Mm -hmm. give you kind of give that two guard a blow for four or five minutes and then you get in there and a a nice game would be to you know you only touch the ball four or five times a nice a nice game is you hit a couple threes you don't get you don't give up an old board you know what I mean? You don't turn yeah. it over and then you come off. And like, honestly, those are important minutes, right? Because like yeah. you're, everybody's fighting for everything. And and like, especially, I, I just remember, because I'm kind of undersized three, too slow to be a two, right? So I'm kind of like, it's two and a half. So it's like, you you go out there and you guard a three and the three, their eyes just light up, right? Because then they just mm. like bully you, right? Just like it's mouse yeah. in the house, just like pushing you under. So you're fighting for everything. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, and then you get switched onto a two and you're just like, Oh my gosh, these guys are so quick. Like, I just don't want to fall down. Right. Just like yeah. Yeah, try yeah. to keep them try to keep them in front of you and hope they miss. Right. It mm-hmm. was that, that, that was like my first real taste of D one being on the team and fighting for playing time. And it was hard. It was hard. So what was it about you, like, inside of you that was able to just show up every day? Was it was it a parenthood thing that taught you? Was it an internal thing? Was it something you learned along the way? Like, how were you able to just realize, like, you know what, I'm still going to show up every day, goddamn day, and I'm going to give my best um, and, and fight, even though you're looking at four minutes a half? Yeah. You think you see a path to more, four, to more than four minutes, right? Because mm. you sometimes... Get when when you do hit a couple shots, you play for eight, and the coach will ride you, right? So you, like you, you see what could happen if you play your best all the time. The problem is you don't play your best all the time, right? Right. And so yeah. So you have this view of yourself of I'm as good as I am when I'm at my best, but other people ha- are have a more objective view, and they see you kind of. When you're at your best, you're at your worst and what your average is and they kind of make those decisions and that's what doesn't align, right? So like you think, like I said, you think you're as good as your best and the coach is like, actually, no, you're you're not. So that's that's always that kind of struggle and then when you do hit a couple shots or you do play well one game, you get a little taste of it and that keeps you coming back. And But you're also you're also part of a team and like it's like you have your, your buddies with everybody, right? Like you're not going to you're not going to give up on your boys. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I right? like, like that. Like, that's that's, yeah, that's yeah, one no, of the of that's one of the things that like I do miss about team sports is like at least I haven't found it. Some people find it in work where they like have a startup or you know what I mean, or like there's something really intense, but like I've never found something where you can get mm. 10, 12, 15 people to kind of 
sacrifice their own ego, sacrifice their sense of self for a common goal, because it's really special when it does happen. And I, I think that going back to my t- team at Utah, like that's why that team was so special because you had a bunch of good guys that kind of accepted lesser roles for the betterment of the team. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's special when you find those, those, you have those teams for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You make a good point there, man. It's just, it it is, it's just different when it's the locker room and sort of that day-to-day grind because like at work, like you're kind of around each other, but you're not, you know what I mean? But when you're traveling and you're sharing a hotel room and you're, it's just different. Right. And that's, there's so many takeaways in the end, really. Right. Like when you look back, the wins are great, but it's the relationships and all the like in-betweens. When coaches like, everybody's got to make this line. And if every if one guy misses, we all run again. And you're you're in there doing it, right? And you're seeing guys struggle and sell out and like push. Like that 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 builds something that you can't build elsewhere. Just that just going through that pain together. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Corbs up. Corbs, that's a good place to pause right there, man. <laughs> speaking the gospel right now. He's speaking the gospel. <laughs> we want to take a moment and thank our sponsor, Parkside Brewery. Located in the heart of Port Moody on Brewers Row, Parkside offers an amazing atmosphere with one of the best summer patios around. If you can't make it to the brewery located at 2731 Murray Street, then hit any government retail store and try the Don Pilsner, the Dusk Pale Ale, or my favorite, the Dreamboat Hazy IPA. A Hoops Journey promises that the beer at Parkside is much, much, much better than the owner, Sam Payne's streaky jump shot. We hope to see you Parkside. After a brief hiatus, Good Lad Clothing has returned but under a new location. 3283 Main Street is where they can be found. Name drop a hoops journey to get 10% off any clothing items in store. The store no longer offers barber, but you can find the best retail around. Thanks to our sponsor, Good Lad Clothing, and we hope to see you there. All right, so San Diego sort of does its thing, and then boom, like your journey is literally full circle, man. Back to the T-Birds, dude. How does that come around? I know you had that U19. Well, you had two U19 years with Kev, right? The year I was there, and then you guys won it the next year, which was probably a pretty special thing. Talk about transitioning home, the why, the how. Is it academics? Is it kind of, is it, yeah, there's probably a yeah, bunch of things. Yeah, interested like, to hear, yeah, man. San Diego, obviously, like I said, I was fighting for four minutes a game, and like it, ended, <laughs> it, it became it became pretty clear heading into Christmas that I wasn't in coach's plans, and so we decided kind of just part ways. So I came I came back and came back to to Canada, kind of just like left halfway through the season, and had some free time on my hands. And so, so I moved to Japan. Hang on here. Hang on. Did you say I had some free time on my hands? So I well, decided to move to Japan. Is well, that, that, is that really just, <laughs> I, cause I was home, I was home at like, I was home at like Christmas time. Right. And I didn't yeah. have, so I wasn't, start I wasn't, school until September. I wasn't, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know what? Like I can't start, can't do anything until next okay, September. Well, you, anyways. You explain it like that. It makes a little more sense. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was like a Tuesday and I decided to go to Japan, you know, so I want, I felt like, I felt like having an adventure. So I moved to Japan. Sweet. 
I just worked at a bar for, you know, seven, eight months. Um, Red, Mike Davis came and visited me. It was pretty fun. Yes. And then when I came, when I came back, Kev had just got the job at UBC. So that was Kev's first year at UBC. And he was like, come play for me, Kyle. Like I've coached you at U19. Like, you know what I'm about. I know what you're about. Like, let's, let's go. Come play, come play at UBC. So I was like, Let, let's do it. So I, I had to redshirt because hey, I was going to say because I'm at Brandon, you didn't play. Yeah. So I, I had to yeah. I had to redshirt. That was the like Courtney Cola, yeah, and John Courtney exactly. Cola, yeah. yeah. So I had yeah. So I had to redshirt because I guess technically I was transferring from University of San Diego the previous year, okay. right? Even even though I didn't play the second semester, right? So. Yeah, so I don't know what year we're in right now, like 2000, 2001. 2000, like 2001 is the season, yeah. So I redshirted that I only year. know that because it's my last year. So that's oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually, I have, usually I have to write this down. Like, okay, okay. high school, 96, <laughs> Calgary, 97, right? <laughs> um, I'm dead I'm serious. But um, yeah, so we so I redshirted that first year. And that was kind of like, a, obviously, it was Kev's first year. So it was a little bit of a transition kind of year. And then the second year, I think Ogilvy must have joined the second year because I played yes. two, year, two years with Ogilvy. Man, well, he was a beast. He was, I'll tell you, you Ogilvy, he was a great teammate. He, w- I loved playing with that guy. And then so that that first year, it was it was actually a really interesting year. So I led the nation in scoring that year, but I didn't figure out how to really score in Kev's system until after Christmas. I was averaging like 16 points a game. For the first half, and I remember Pasha. We played, we played SFU, and I think Posh was at SFU at the time. And he came, and he was like, "What? Like, what's with your game, Kyle? Like, you're not, you're not looking to attack. You're not like, what? What have they done to you? They turned you into a robot." And and it wasn't that Kevin turned me into a robot, but I was, I just didn't know how to be sufficiently aggressive, I guess. In mm-hmm, the in mm-hmm. the in the Canadian, I, you know, coming from back from the states after all those years where you're. You're asked to do one or two things, right? So you're just kind of you're you're letting other people create for you, and you're just kind of trying to fit a role. Coming back to Canada, where you know I I could actually do some stuff on my own, like I could beat mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. I could create, I could do more. It took me a full semester to kind of realize that. And then and and you played for Kev, you know, Kev. He's like he's like a bad shot for you is a good shot good for shot the for team, us. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he he pumps you up like crazy. So that so once once that started happening, then I was then it was gangbusters from there. We ended up making playoffs, but we lost to I think we lost to Uvic at home to like Bustard and Bizarro and them. So we didn't make nationals. So that was a little bit disappointing because we thought maybe we had a chance. Yeah, we had we had an okay team, um, but the next year we we really thought we had a uh, a good team with Ogilvy, Ogilvy and Carlo and I don't know just like Frampton and. Ben, like, just I, I'm forgetting a bunch of people. Is but JY was, in there? JY was after. I coached okay. JY. Yeah, JY was after. So we, Ryder McEwen, he was yes, awesome. Yes, Ryder. Yeah. Yes. So we 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 ended up like we I think we were ranked like number two in the nation in, at the end of the year, but it was like I talked to my brother Zach. You know, Zach played out at uh, X, right? And he's like, yeah, but you're you're playing with Kando West refs. Like, you don't know what real basketball is, right? <laughs> So, so and sure enough, we go we go out to nationals, and we're the we're the two seed. And we play Guelph, the seven seed, and that's Mike Ambandagio, Kyle Julius, and they just 
beat us up <laughs> and they beat me up and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and they, and they beat us and they didn't, it wasn't like, you know, they won. It was like, they beat us. And so that was, that was obviously disappointing because we, we had high hopes after, you know, having, I don't, I don't know what our record was, but we were number two in the nation going in and then just getting spanked first round of nationals. But like we, yeah, we lost to a better team for sure. Do you ever look back and think like, it was kind of fun to just sort of be the start of where Kev, you know, his legacy at UBC, like you see the runs that he's been on and what he's been able to create. And you were sort of one of the first to sort of get that going and get it off the ground. I'm I'm happy to be part of it. Yeah, it's it's mm. pretty amazing what Kev's done and Kev's done so much for so many people, right? And so I was timing worked out for me. I was I was there at the beginning for the kind of, you know, the the, the turnaround, I guess, cuz UBC hadn't really done much in the last few years before we made nationals. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm I'm definitely happy to be part of that, but I think Kev's given more to me than I could ever give to him for sure. And then at what point are you like looking at your transcript and hoping that everything's transferring? <laughs> oh my gosh. Every, every year, right? Every year. Yeah. It took me like seven years to get a bachelor's degree. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe and eight. Then, I don't know. Yeah. And then you start to think about moving on. You go overseas. Like did someone approach you with that and say, Hey man, or is like, you're just so laid back with everything. I feel like you're just, you're not letting all the venom out, but that's okay. I appreciate I that. But yeah, yeah. I guess like so. When did I play Fisu? That like I played. I I, w- I made a couple of Fisu teams, right? Like the student yeah. Canada team. Yeah. So I played played the first one in Beijing. I barely made that team. Like me and Jordan Croucher, like we're like you know twelve and twelve B. But it was mm-hmm. just awesome to be on that team. Randy was on that team. Richie was on that team just like some really, really good players. And we got to play in Beijing. We played Team China with Yao Ming and Wong Juju. And nice. Yeah, so it was, it was awesome. So that, that's the kind of the first time that I was started hanging out with a lot of guys that played pro, right? Like, oh, this guy's coming back from France or this or Randy was in Sweden or Richie was in Belgium or I don't know, wherever Richie was, right? Like, so that kind of like, oh, it's like, it's, it's possible. It's possible, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like my my senior year at UBC, the one year we lost, I won player of the I won player of the year, and yeah, so you did. that allowed me, I think, to get a few looks. You know what I mean? Like because you can kind of it's it's a nice easy thing. It's a nice easy thing to put on the top of the resume, right? Like mm-hmm. Canadian University Player of the Year. So that got me a few looks, I think. But then in the end, what it came down to is. Dom Zimmerman is out there, out there, in, out there in Bayreuth said, take a chance on my UBC buddy. <laughs> so, so they did. And I think I lied on my, like my, about my height. Like when I, when I, <laughs> on my video, right. Cause no one, right. I don't, and it was in centimeters. Right. So I said, I was like 192 and I'm really like 188 or something like that. But I remember, and the, you know, the Germans, Germans are Germans. So I walk in and the first thing, Lars Bus, like our big center, he's like, you're not, you. you're not 192 centimeters. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet. Oh, and you're like, man. nice to meet you, man. Yeah, nice yeah. to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for welcoming me to the team. <laughs> and 
was that pro experience like? You know, there's been so many variations and stories about people's experience with that. But how was that? You know, different culture, different lifestyle, getting played, you know, you're getting paid to play hoops. You know, it's a it's a whole different vibe, hey? Yeah, it's different. It's yeah. different for sure. Like it it's your job. So your job is wake up, go lift, then you come back, kind of take care of yourself a little bit, and then you got practice and try to fill in the time around that. Like I did as the import, right? I was the import. I did feel a little bit of pressure to kind of have to produce numbers. And I know the other imports in the league kind of felt like that. So mm-hmm. there is there is that little, little bit of pressure. But like we had we had a pretty good group of guys for the most part so that that made it a lot easier and and dom was great and so i I hung out like basically all my free time i hung out with like dom and his family Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not a bad way to go i guess hey no yeah it was good and then and then i like i hurt myself i think i like i i broke my foot so i was in a cast for six weeks the good thing the good thing like playing in germany you hear all these horror stories of guys that don't get paid and stuff like that like in germany you get paid Right. Mm. <laughs> and especially if you get hurt, because then the insurance pays you. So it's like never yeah. miss the paycheck. You know, hear all these other horror stories. But um, and then, and then I, I hurt my knee a little bit, but I didn't really know what I had done. And then when I came back that summer, they were like, oh, your ACL's like basically torn. So and then I got another ACL surgery. And then after that, it was like done. That was my second ACL, my fourth knee surgery. And it was just like I couldn't really like. For me to be good, I had to be strong. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had mm-hmm. to like I had to be in yeah. the weight room every day doing plyos like that kind of stuff. And once I couldn't do that, I couldn't compete. I just mm-hmm. I fell off. I fell off really quickly. And were you okay with just walking away, like as hard as it was, just sort of realizing, or was it was it a struggle? It was a struggle. Yeah, like mm. it's just like you, you. I thought I'd play longer, at least have more time to kind of ease out. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of, yeah, it was like one year and then boom, done. So then I then I went back to UBC and I helped coach for a year to kind of kind of stay involved. But that wasn't my thing. And then like it, it's just like anybody else, right? Like when, when basketball such or whatever is such a big part of your life for so long mm-hmm. and, then it, and then it's gone, I think it's natural to have <laughs> some issues coping with that. So Absolutely. No, and I think it's okay to allow ourselves through those moments, right? I think sometimes it's like – we, we wonder why we're making decisions we are, how we're dealing with it the way we are. But it's like, think about whatever you you said, you started at really getting into it when you're like 14, you know, yeah. at this point, yeah. you're what, you know, like that's a huge time in your life. And the amount of time and hours that you've put into that, it's crazy, man. Um, and it's, and it's hard to, especially when it comes down to like injury, like you say, you know, three, four more years of kind of just hooping a little bit and making a little bit more money and, and seeing the world. But then it comes that way and it's like, okay, mentally it's hard to sort of focus on that. So then what was for you as an athlete? I mean, your journey is nuts, man. I love it. It's like, it's, it's literally a roadmap, but like, I, so I, was I feel it, was I'm not it, doing it justice along the way. Cause it's like, you know, oh, what I feel mean? Like, like listening. I feel like listening you're letting everyone know, you know what I mean? Like if people were to stop right now and do a mind map, right? Like let's go, <laughs> let's go Richmond, Calgary, Snow College, Utah. No, NA, NAU, oh, NAU, a- NAU. NAU, yeah. Not even, yeah, just practice guys. Snow College. Yeah, snow College. To Japan. San Diego. <laughs> San Diego. For, no, no, sorry. No, yeah. no, sorry. Sorry. I got it wrong. San Diego. San Diego. Japan, Japan. for six months. UBC. Go back. UBC. Like, come on now. Yeah. So what was it like? 
I don't think maybe you're just not saying it enough, but like you're a pretty mentally tough guy. That's just what it comes down to is like you're able to between injury and maybe it was the grounding of family and whatever, or just bigger perspective and understanding that this is just a sport, but you're able to get through a lot of that. And a lot of things that I think might, might crumble people. Yeah. I, I, I think it, it goes back to family. Like my parents never really cared too much about my basketball success one way or the other. Like they didn't push me. You know what I mean? It's like, we love you. Do whatever you yeah. want, right? And and you know, so you always know you can get out there and fail and you still have like the love of your family behind you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that makes it easier to kind of deal with adversity because mm-hmm. really like it's it's all part of the journey. It really is. You know what I mean? And even, even when it's shitty, it's not that shitty. It's just part of it and you learn from it and like it's – yeah, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm partic- particularly mentally tough. I, I really wouldn't. But mm. I don't. But I don't give up. I don't give up. But I. But I get really nervous in big moments, and you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. That that I wish. I wish I, in in sport at least, that I could hand, handled better. But mm-hmm. who knows? I'm just a. I'm just an anxious kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's getting murdered on the TV in the background? Oh, Christy, can you turn the TV down? <laughs> I love He's it. Like, who, who's getting murdered on the TV? <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, no, it's all good. I was dying. She's, like, she's, she's pissed off. She's like, she's like, Kyle, this is, it, you've been on here for an hour. I want to yeah. watch TV. Oh, <laughs> died. You're like, I'm mentally tough. It's like, ah! <laughs> All right, man. That that's a great segue just in terms of to wrap that up. You ready for some fun questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. I didn't I didn't fully study, so like I love it. See. Catch up on macaroni. So I'm definitely no, but I'm not mad at people that do it. I know I know there's some strong feelings that like it's a how could you ever do that? But uh I don't like it, but it's okay if you do. <laughs> Fair. Not so sure I feel about that, but that's fine. It's your show. It's your show. Uh, dead or alive, best seat in the house, wherever you want to go. Couple concerts. I know there might be more than one for you. So what are you? What are you feeling? What are you? It's con- it's constantly changing, right? I, yes. I'd say right right yeah. now. I'd love because I haven't seen Frank Ocean ever. I'd love to see Frank Ocean. I wow. love Frank Ocean. I, me and my wife love Frank Ocean. I got love to see it. Frank wow. Ocean. You got to see Frank Ocean? How was it? Pem- tell me what Pemberton you, tell Fest. Me. He, he uh-huh. closed Pemberton one year right after Outcast. Oh. He was unreal. What, what Was that after Channel Orange or after? Yeah, he might have been, been before. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So he was That's... just starting, but he was still really good. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. He's, a, he's amazing. I, I love him so much. And wow. then maybe, love that maybe, maybe dead would be like Led Zeppelin. I, there was a, there was a, there was a point, there was a point in my life where I, all I could listen to was Led Zeppelin. (laughs) So I, I love Led Zeppelin. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Are you a reader? Movie guy? I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm neither. No. Nothing. Well, I, I watch movies, but I'm not a huge movie guy. Is there a show you're into right now? Not really. Latest season of Yellowstone is not good, by the way. Everyone, right. Oh, really? I, I, everyone says Yellowstone. I think it's too violent for me. I don't like the really violent shows. It's good, but this latest season is like, I feel like I'm watching a season that's just going to make me watch another season. You know what right. I mean? 
Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just they're just trying to hook it. Like the the, the so kind you of didn't say that... Anderson Pack hey, for a concert because maybe you've been to Anderson <laughs> Pack before. I, I think yeah. I think I, I went mean, to Anderson Pack with you. I maybe Maeve, I think Maeve wears that hoodie every second day. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will say on the movies though, like the yeah. ones that my my wife and I like the most are like the comedies. So like like Step Brothers, I'd, I'd yes. say is like if I had to pick one, like I was Dumb I and love, Dumber. Yes. Yeah. I, like, remember watching like when like Zoolander or like super bad, oh, like when those come out for the, the first time, or is so it the funny. best, right? The best. So the first funny. time you see those things, it's, it's, yeah. there's nothing better. Yeah. No, you're just dying, like stomach laughs, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So that's, that's who's, what I like. Who's been some of the most important people in your life? Yeah. My parents, Bill, I don't know. Yeah. Johnny Lee, probably Mavis. Mavis, mm. Mavis been he was he was a pretty big part of me when at NAU because I was a pretty weird introverted guy, like super intense as you know, mm-hmm. and then I, and then I went to NAU and, and Mavis who's kind of the opposite he 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 you know what I mean and so mm-hmm. give us a top list and I know people hate answering this we've changed some questions but everyone's worried about leaving people out but along your illustrious career played with or against who are some of the players that stand out to you there's no right or wrong here your list can be as long as you want for whatever reason i guess jordy when we were young for sure because he was just freak randy sticks out a lot randy like for what he was able to accomplish with with his physical gifts (laughs) or lack thereof (laughs) i should say right randy was pretty amazing um like I've, I've like I've played with Nash, obviously in the Team Canada trouts, but like that's just silly because he's otherworldly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like that that Trent Whiting guy that I played with at at um, in junior college, he was a pretty special player, and it was fun to kind of play with him every day. Mavis, right? You know, there was there was a there was a couple summers where we Mavis. Novell, Randy, and I trained with Johnny Lee at the Grizzly Center. At the Center. old Grizzly Center. Yeah, every every day, every day. I remember sometimes Johnny Lee two... had his kid in the. Yep, Quinn, yeah. Quinn, Quinn, yeah. and he he would, he had like the big bat. He did us with the bat. Those were those were a couple awesome summers because like we 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 worked our butts off. We got a lot better. And that was that was a lot of fun. Those 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 summers. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's oh how Vidal Messiah. Do you know Vidal Messiah? I do not. So Tell me he, more. He played, he was a Toronto guy, and I played with him on um, Team Canada, like the student, the B team, kind of whatever. But he was the first guy. Like when I'd go to Team Canada, we'd, you'd, you'd play like one on one from the wing where you would just sweep and go. You'd do like a, mm-hmm. like a L cut, sweep and go. And mm-hmm. I was pretty good at that. Like I could, I could just one dribble, kind of dunk and whatever. He was the first guy that like, put me in a bottle like he told me like Kyle you like I'm more athletic and stronger than you you can't go anywhere right so like you get the ball and he would just like move in front like he would legitimately put me in a bottle (laughs) I think he won I think he won remember in Toronto they had like the one-on-one in a cage oh yeah I think he won that one year I think he won it one year yeah that's amazing he played at St. Bonnie's he's played St. Bonaventure that's right yeah yep there he, he is. Was, There's he was unbelievable. Also, shout out Aaron Olson. He was so good too. Aaron Aaron Olson's my 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 guy. I want I want yeah. you to get Aaron Olson on this show. That's the next question. <laughs> okay, well, you can see go. one person on a hoops <gasps> journey, but you have to help us get them on. Yeah, perfect. Aaron Olson. Aaron Olson. It, Ao it, man. 
It'd be, it'd be AO and Chris Neverall would be a close oh. second. <laughs> Chris, Chris Neverall could be a fun interview. <laughs> that would be some serious editing corpse. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. that's true. That's yeah. true. AO, yeah. I love A-O. it, man. I love A-O. it. I'll, uh, I can definitely help you get AO. My man. Two more questions for you, dude. Um, if you could go back to one game of your career for any reason, good or bad, what would it be? Oof. I don't know. I like... I would I would probably say the one the one that sticks out is like my grade twelve year, which is horrible because it's like it doesn't bother me anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like it did at the time, but I played so crappy that I'd like that one back. Sixty three, sixty two. That's right. right. Six, yeah. six, Lando yeah. at twenty and twenty. That is 20 correct. Twenty exactly. Yeah, yeah. All I had to, all I had to do was play okay, and we win that game. So I, f- I feel like I let my team down. There's the competitive spirit. Um, dude, this has been awesome. So glad that we've been able to connect on this and uh, let a few people know that we were chatting and everybody's like, oh, about time. It's about time. I'm like, listen, we've been, this has <laughs> been in the works for a while, right? Like, we, Can you at least let the people know we've been texting for, it's been months, right? Like this is, sure. you know. No, yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everybody just chill out out there. But uh if Kyle Russell could do it all again, he would what? Oh, I'd do it all again. Wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> yeah, man. It's 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 all part of it, right? It's all part of it. I don't I don't have any regrets really. Yeah. Love it, man. Um any last reflections, thoughts, what the future holds for you, your family, um, before we let you go and be on your way, man? Yeah, I'm just trying to raise nice, happy kids. I'm coaching <laughs> coaching under five girls soccer right now. It's a blast. We're the turtles. It's super Let's, fun. Elite, you, elite team. Do you, do you play like turtles or? No, 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 no. no. Well, this is we're just we're just getting started. So we're just yeah. trying to learn to kick the ball and stuff. But it's it's fun. We get to do a big cheer at the end, and all the girls are into it. So it's awesome. Wasps, wasps chasing the ball is basically what it That's is, right. right? Yeah, That's yeah. Right. Exactly. Sweet man. Yeah. Well. Okay, Russ, listen, man, you're a good hearted dude. I loved competing with and against you and um, was super thrilled to have you on and share your story. I feel like there's a lot of takeaways in terms of, you know, just what it takes to continue to put your head down and grind and get after it and good things come to good people, man. And you're one of those people, uh, one of the funnest teammates I had. Like you said, Whoppers staying at your parents' house. (laughs) So many good memories that I'll hold forever, dude. It was great. I remember, you know, getting dropped off at Lang after roadies and you being like, coming over? I'm like, hell yeah. And then you, Jord, AL, Bristol, and just spending the rest of the weekend just, you know, having some fun, right? And and that's what it's all about. It's about the relationship. So we appreciate you, man. On behalf of Hoops Journey, thanks for being with us. Awesome, man. Well, I had a blast. Thanks for having me on. And it's uh, always great to see you again, Mitch. You know, we like, we do have all those memories. And every time you look back on them, we have some fun times for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amazing episode, man. Shout out to Parkside Brewery, Good Lad Clothing. Uh, another great one for the books. And we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>